Believe it or not. Strange, the bizarre, the unexpected. Unbelievable? Believe it. Ripley's Believe It or Not. Incomparable, inimitable, illimitable, inestimable, introducer of immeasurable, incalculable, incredible impossibility. Welcome to Ripley's Believe It or Not cast, the podcast that brings you deep into the strange, the bizarre, and the unusual. I'm Colton Cruz. And I'm Jordi Orlando. If you're wondering where Brent and Ryan are, don't worry, they're off preparing for season two of the Notcast. Adam Dorikot here as well, and in the meantime, we're going to be taking a closer look at the or not side of Ripley's Believe It or Not. This week, we're discussing America's fattest president and examining the story of whether or not he got stuck in the White House bathtub. When we say America's fattest president, we're talking about William Howard Taft. By all measurements, Taft was the heaviest president in American history. Though he was a wrestler and a dancer in his younger years, he stood six feet tall and weighed in at 340 pounds by the end of his presidency. The rumor is that Taft once got stuck in the bathtub so tightly that it took six people to pry his naked body out. To understand where this story came from, and to determine if it's true, we're going to need some evidence. At the time Taft was elected, milk still wasn't something you could easily come by without your own cow. When it was time for him to move into the White House, the family brought along a Holstein named Mooly Wooly. Unfortunately, the fate of Mooly Wooly isn't known for certain, but it's believed she died from being overfed oats. She was soon replaced by a gift cow from Wisconsin congressman named Pauline Wayne. Uh, the cow was named Pauline, not the congressman. Correct. <laughs> Which, to be honest, isn't as good of a name as Mooly Wooly. Uh, Molly Wooly forever. Hashtag yeah. never forget. That's that's a good name for a cow. Pauline produced eight gallons of milk per day for the first family, providing butter and cheese for their meals. Guests could even purchase bottles of presidential milk for 50 cents each. So I want to roll it back a bit. What kind of reputation is it to be America's fattest president? Like all the good work you did and they're like, but do you remember how big he was? No, that's. I think that's the biggest tragedy we're going to get. We're going to get to in this episode is that despite all of the work he did, he is mostly remembered for this bathtub incident. Mm-hmm. I remember when I took AP US History and we covered Taft. Literally, that's all we said, and then oh, and then no. moved on. Um, on the official White House website, like the first sentence basically says, um, "Quote: William Howard Taft spent four uncomfortable years in the White House." <laughs> And while I don't think they're referring specifically to the bathtub incident, it seems they may have been alluding to it. They absolutely are. There's a writer somewhere at whitehouse.gov, but I've Who's got a funny... proud of himself. Yeah. <laughs> so Pauline has her own story of fame and hardship, which you can read about more on ripleys.com. But suffice to say that Taft gained weight during his tenure in the White House, leading us to our next piece of evidence, the enlarged bathtub. A photo of four full-sized men sitting comfortably inside Taft's bathtub surfaced in an engineering periodical. The tub was originally installed aboard the ship he took to oversee construction of the Panama Canal, but was later added to the White House for the president. While the tub may hint that Taft had trouble fitting into smaller tubs, it's not exactly a smoking gun. In fact, it would seem even more unlikely that Taft got stuck in a tub at the White House if he had such a large bathtub. But there is a purported first-hand account by longtime White House butler, Erwin Hoover. Hoover writes that Taft would sometimes, quote, stick in the tub and, quote, need help getting out. No details, though, about six people or any embarrassment. Lillian Parks, the daughter of a White House maid, gave a second-hand account of the incident in her memoir. 
But records show she didn't work in Washington until the year Taft left office. So do we think this is a cover-up, or do we think that there's just really not like a lot there as far as White House staff is concerned? I mean, I'm trying to think about like a tub that can fit four like grown men, and so it's got to be like kind of wide. I personally like have trouble pushing myself up sometimes from a seated position. So maybe he like couldn't reach the edges of the tub oh, maybe and like, it was, like push too himself deep. up. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. And this like this is another thought. Maybe he was just so relaxed by his premium <laughs> bathtub experience. He just needed a little little help in hand. It right. wasn't that he was physically stuck in the tub. It was just Yeah, yeah, exactly. A little just, lift. Maybe he had some like bath bombs in there and it made it kind of slippery and so he just you needed think the soap would help. Hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know that this is like one person who's told the story like, oh I had to help him out of the tub because he has like a bad knee, but they've told it and thought it'd be funny to be like, Yeah, we had to butter him up to get him out of the tub <laughs> and it's just spiral. So just a that. yeah, just a big game of like telephone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I perused newspaper databases for the entirety of Taft's presidency, and was only able to find three stories that mentioned Taft and baths or tubs together. One was about the giant tub mentioned before. Another was about him overfilling a hotel tub and it leaking to the floor below him, but the third proved rather interesting. While most history teachers may gloss over Taft's presidency and focus on his weight or relationship with President Teddy Roosevelt, Taft made trust-busting a priority during his presidency. He even fought a porcelain-fixing ring. The toilet and tub manufacturers who colluded to drive up prices were collectively known as the Bathtub Trust, a trust broken by Taft. So it was all the smear campaign. It it sounds like it could be, right? Yeah, like, the bathtub trust is like, man, you going to break us up? We'll see how you, how you like this rumor then. Jesus. Can you imagine, though, a smear campaign like that lasting just into the history books, ruining an entire president's um, legacy? His yeah, whole his, legacy his entire is legacy is defined by this bathtub moment. But it, I, you do have to wonder, I'm not saying like it was a bad thing for him to take on. Nobody likes a monopoly on their porcelain. <laughs> But at the same time, it's like you've got the mafia to deal with, or like other crime rings, and Taft is really like upset that the porcelain manufacturers have gone all in on him. Yeah, what was his beef with the baths, I wonder? I mean, everyone needs a toilet and a tub. So if people are driving up those prices, it's affecting everyone. That's true. Thanks, Taft. <laughs> when you go Next time you use the restroom, <laughs> make sure to thank President Taft. I, I wasn't going to do it when I used one. I think next time I'm shopping for one. On the many occasions I shop for a toilet, <laughs> I'll go in and think, that price is reasonable. Thanks, Taft. Taft brought forward 80 antitrust lawsuits in his career, presided over the establishment of income tax, and even went on to serve as Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. But his most famous attribute, his weight, may have been carved into the history books by a conspiring bath trust hoping to taint his good name. Believe it or not! The Interim Notcast is produced by myself and Sabrina Seek. Our executive producer is Amanda Joyner. And special thanks go out to Brent and Ryan for letting us host the show while they're at work on Season 2. You can find more stories and other or nots on our website, ripleys.com. As always, if you've enjoyed this episode and the Notcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. Please leave a review for the Notcast on iTunes. It really helps us out. If you have any comments, questions, or ideas, you can email us at notcast at ripleys.com or tweet us at ripleys. Tune in next week for the start of Season 2. Brent and Ryan return to take you deep into what a family on the run calls the weird world. Cue the X-Files theme song. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yeah. Maybe you can see them.